had a great day at work today. Quitting time. Drew Grubbo Live reminds you. Our prom is on sale. Few general admission tickets remain. We got confirmation today that we'll be feeding you Jets Pizza, courtesy of our buddy Eddie at the Carrollwood location. That's the late night food. The early food's Chichia's. Yeah, yeah. Very classy affair. Late night. I'm hungry. I got to start soaking up this alcohol so I can do whatever it is I'm doing next. Boom. That's where the Jets comes in. Yeah. And let me know where the hotel parties are, too, because I want to uh, want to hit all the uh, after parties this year. You know, somebody said, like, the after party, and I saw Seth rolling his eyes. Should we have, like, a designated place where we're going afterwards? Yes, but a, but a secret place. Oh, secrets. I love secrets. Like, I'll get a hotel room if you guys want, and we can make that. Oh, hell yeah. Can you get it with a hot but, tub? Yeah, I'll, I'll get a suite. Okay, and a balcony. Okay, suite and a balcony. All right, cool. And it'll be, like, an invitation-only thing. You in, Seth? Me? Nah, you know, I like to kind of decompress, uh, you know, after prom. It's a lot. It's a lot of work that goes into it. And, you know, when you're done, you like to go go get some pancakes at a diner and then talk about the night. I don't want to have a part two. Yeah, well, I've just, I will have just got done eating, uh, you know, ice cream and pizza at that point. Edibles. I didn't, I didn't even eat at the prom last year, so I, I eat afterwards. I can't eat at things like this. JP will be there from the Roger and JP show. And today, it's about time for It's Okay, It's Not Okay. But first, this guy from yesterday. What's up, sir? Hey, how you doing, Andrew? I'm good. Don't curse today, okay? I remember you said the F-bomb and the S-bomb yesterday. <laughs> no, I don't think I did, but maybe I did. What do you mean? You hey, did. Hey, I grew up in the years where I grew up in a small town. We had a couple of colored families in the town. We had gay guys in the town. You know what? It didn't even affect us. We didn't even think about it. Well, I'm glad you didn't think about it. They they might have thought about it, but, but I, nobody I, thought about it. Well, I, I don't think you can answer for nobody. I think probably they experienced some discrimination that you were unaware of. Well, how could I not know that when I was part of the football team and everything, where I knew whatever's going on? What well, football I, team ran the school? Sh- sure. What year was this? 1966, 67. Okay. This up in Philly? No, in Massachusetts, where you come from. Well, that's John. Well, He's from Michigan. Well, no, right, but I'm a pilgrim. Oh, uh, right, yeah. right, yeah, John Alden. Um, the the thing is, especially in Massachusetts in 19, the 1960s, if you're telling me that black people were not discriminated against in the city of Boston in 1966, sir, then I have no choice but to say you are an absolute dunderhead with marbles but in your brain. that was in Boston. It wasn't where we grew up. They were on the outskirts. We didn't care. Yeah, they didn't care out there, Drew. Why? He's the man is telling you that he wasn't racist. He's not homophobic, and you're trying to convince him otherwise. Yeah, just to... like yesterday. Hey, he, he's calling. People are trying to steal his money. You don't believe him. He's just telling you his opinion. Right. But 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 just because you didn't see them undergo any discrimination doesn't mean they didn't undergo any discrimination. That's what I'm saying. But he was on the football team. He didn't see it. Yeah, and he was out in the farmland. You know, he's, he can't relate to a fast-talking city slicker like you who is, you know, living a different life. I hate you guys so much. But You know, Drew, every time I talk to you, you put me down. He's a dick. I yeah. 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 You've got that guy behind you that stands behind me a little bit. I didn't put you down. Oh, you did. You called him a dunderhead. I said, if you think that black people weren't discriminated against in Boston in 1966 or even 2006, yeah, you're a dunderhead. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. There's rampant discrimination in the Northeast. 
but it wasn't where we lived in the middle of Massachusetts. That was in Boston. Okay. Because they forced... They forced busing in Boston. That's where it oh. came from. And that made everything better? No, it obviously didn't. Okay. All right. I, I, I don't know what the point is. I don't think you're a racist if that's what you're asking me. I, I, don't, I don't think you are. You think he's a liar, though, don't you? Of course. But I don't think you're a racist. Wait a minute. What? How can you call me a liar when we grew up in a very innocent town that those things didn't even I never heard the N word until I moved to the city when I was eighteen years old. Hmm. Never heard it. Okay. So I, why are you why are you skeptical of his timeline, Drew? I, I, I'm not. I'm sure he he grew up in a very inclusionary environment where they called black people colored people. Well, what was the name of your town, sir? Northboro, Massachusetts. Sure. Northboro. Are you asking? Are you uh, searching to see if racism existed I there? I was just the- trying to get a little yeah. l- lay of the land, look at the census, see if there yeah. was even a, you know any black people in this town. So, w- when did racism come to that city? I have no idea. It had to be after I left. Okay. <laughs> Shouldn't have left. You could have kept that city from being racist. I love you, buddy. You no, know, we didn't. Even, we didn't even think about racism back then. Okay. Well, I'm sure you didn't, but the black people might have. And you know what? When I moved to the city, I moved into the friggin' block of the city, which I knew nothing about, but it's where I work. And God dang it, didn't I move into the bad part of the city? And I hung out with a whole bunch of black people. No big deal. Because I knew nothing better. He's definitely not racist. You're right. This language this language that he's using does Dude, definitely paints a picture. He's got a hell of a... I don't... I. I moved into the bad part of the city. What 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 year I was were you around the only there? Anyone in the neighborhood had an automobile, <laughs> and we used to go back, back, play basketball and everything together. We didn't care what color our skin was. You get picked last for basketball, of course. No. Oh, all right. No, because I had the car. I couldn't get the car. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. You're the man. Thank you. Call us every day. Yeah, I want to hear from you more. Yeah, what do you got, uh, Just so you know, in 1970 in uh, Northboro, Massachusetts, um, 1.5% of the population was African-American. Well, they knew their place, according to that guy. 727-579-1025. Drew Grubb alive. Hello. Hey, Drew. What up? This is Rupert. What's up, Rupert? Hey, uh, I just wanted to say, I think we can uh, learn a lot from the the comments on a lot of these, uh, you know, pride posts or, or even posts that are just celebrating or, or uh, you know, acknowledging minorities, you can look, learn a lot from the posts and also or learn a lot from these callers. And uh, side note, uh, Boston in the 60s and 70s were one of the most, was one of the most, or Massachusetts was one of the most violent places in the country when it comes to people, they were trying to integrate the schools in the neighborhoods. Uh, but not in the farm town yeah, where that last guy was from. And that, Rupert, that's the important part. You know, this guy, he's, he told you his story. He poured, poured his heart out. He would play basketball with him. They'd go into the automobile. He lived in the bad part of town. And everything's cool. Why are you trying to tell him otherwise? Uh, Yacht Rock Friday just put it perfectly in his tweet. I will never understand the mentality of, quote, things were fine for me personally, so why is anyone complaining about their situation? That's so true. Drew Grab alive. Hello. What is the deal, Drew? With what? How you doing? I'm good. What's the deal with what? 
let me tell you something, man. Back in uh, my day in high school, uh-huh. uh, we we had one, you know, one of those uh, gays. One of those. Only gays. one, one gay. Well, and, what, you had more. Just up. so you know, you had more than one gay. You only had one who was willing to admit it. Well, I mean, we we I could tell. I have a good rate gay radar. So why? Because you know, his pee pee tasted like poo poo. No, I I don't know about that. You do. But, we had one gay, and then there was no high school shootings, no nothing like that. You know, everything was normal. And now, everybody's you know half of the population is gay, and um, so you know, numbers. I, I just can't. I can't let this ignorance. <laughs> this is what he's got. He's got no, some facts, no, doesn't he? It's time for it's okay. <laughs> it's time for another round of it's okay. It's not okay. Oh my God Almighty! <laughs> half of the people are gay. I'm fact checking that. Uh, thank you. Appreciate that very much. Okay, so the student resource officer who was responsible for protecting the students at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, has been arrested on several counts of child neglect. Is this okay or not okay? 56-year-old Scott Peterson, who is the SRO on duty at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School during last year's deadly mass shooting, has been arrested on seven counts of neglect of a child, three counts of culpable negligence, and one count of perjury. The arrest is the result of a 15-month investigation into law enforcement's actions during the mass shooting. The FDLA investigation shows former Deputy Peterson did absolutely nothing to mitigate the shooting that killed 17 children, teachers, and staff and injured 17 more, said FDLE Commissioner Rick Swearingen in his statement. There can be no excuse for his complete inaction and no question that his inaction cost lives. This okay? They they fired him, right? They fired him. Oh. Um. John, John's looking at me. I think we're trying to figure no, out where we're going. Honestly, I'll just the first thing that comes to my mind is wrong. Same. It feels wrong. That's the that's the same for me, but when you say did he cost 17 people their lives? I mean, how many lives would he have saved? I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they know. Okay. None of us know how we're going to react in a situation like that, right? But if you are a trained student resource officer, that's what you're trained for. Mr. Peterson refused, okay, refused to investigate the source of the gunshot, retreated while victims were being shot, and when law enforcement officers responded to the scene, Peterson directed them to stay 500 feet away from the building. So... I feel like that could go into a little more detail, but they're straight up saying that not only did he not go in, he was telling other police officers to not go in as well. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it's okay? (laughs) I just feel like if you asked, has this guy been through enough, I'd probably, I would say yes. I think getting fired, living with this, knowing everybody blames you. But the thing with the school shootings is that no one ever, no one really ever blames like resource officers or or teachers. It's like you, you look at the shooter. Right. So... It is the shooter's fault, but could Mr. Peterson have done more to save lives? That's what we're asking in arresting him for child neglect. And and that's the thing is a lot of different things. In that moment, yes, he did terrible things wrong, but right. so many things led up to that moment. So, I mean, to think that we're now going to retroactively go charge people, you know, with anything that had to do with what led up to that shooting. Right. 
I don't know. It just doesn't feel and, right. And then what happens? You blame the people that uh, ignored the warning signs with this shooter and saw and saw that he had the potential to do that. Do you blame? Do you put those people in jail for for child neglect, or do you blame them for for these murders? That's a great question. It's tough. It's really really tough. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. Drew Grab alive. Who are you? How you doing, Drew Marcello? Marcello, okay or not okay to bring child neglect charges against the SRO for the Stoneman Douglas shootings? A hundred percent okay. He was paying and get it paid for do that job. He didn't do his job. It's like you, Drew. You being a bad radio host. You know, doing your job. I'm he sorry. He was paying for do that job. That was his responsibility. That was his. It's almost like me. Somebody ordered the food and I don't cook that food. It's my fault. I got to get punished because I don't make you, that job. You I got fired. Do my job. You got fired already. Now they want to put this. You want know, to charge this guy. Yes, because people die. I mean, it's a difference between me, you know, feeding somebody and, you know, and somebody just leave my restaurant with, with hunger or pissed off. And another thing is somebody actually died because I didn't do my job. Right. People die because he didn't do his job. He knows what he's supposed to be doing. And you know what, Marcello, to your point, if you leave raw chicken out there on the counter for four hours uh, before you prepare it and then you put that in a chicken piccata dish and then somebody dies, they probably are going to arrest I'm you for neglect. Yeah. I'm going to jail and I have to be charged because that person died because my job was to keep everything in temperature and not kill somebody by doing the wrong thing. Right, but that you keep everything at temperature, don't you? Of course he does. Yeah, he's, okay. he's a professional. I do, I do but imagine, imagine that for any reason, any of my problems know the right temperature, know the right good, and I did that because I wasn't doing my job and right. controlling my refrigerators or doing what I supposed to be doing. I go get sued. I go get going to jail because somebody died because the job that I didn't do. But let the record reflect that Marcello Gennaro's prepares all of his food very well. He has delicious food, and you should go see him on Pasta Grill. You saw that salad pizza, Marcello? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. All right. We'll see you soon, buddy. Good to hear from you as always, my friend. Good to see you guys. Thanks, man. 727-579-1025. We're talking about chicken being out for four hours. I mean, that's a... Well, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that happens. I'm just saying... I'm not going to even be able to eat dinner tonight after that picture yeah, you painted. Man, I mean, the way I you see it in your, As soon as I said He's... it, I looked over at Seth and I said... Oh, you're blaming like, me? Well, well the way you came at no, him, no, it's I was like just, it's, I was... you just put him on trial. No, I didn't. I think draw, Drew's just drawing a scenario of like, hey, this guy leaves his food out. He might kill people. I want to let everybody know, hey, Gennaro's, everything's at the perfect temperature. Not okay that you call me draw. Uh, Drew Grubb alive. <laughs> who are you? Come on, draw. Hey, Drew. This is Scott. How are you today, buddy? Hey, good, Scott. Uh, okay or not okay to charge the SRO in the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School? You know, I, I hate to say it, but I think it's okay. It's okay. And, and uh, really the reason, the same reason that you pointed out, I mean, he was he was hired, he was trained, and he should have done something. And, you know, you think like the, the shooting in Virginia, I saw an article today that, you know, how often do you hear about these shootings in just a regular person goes after and sometimes gives his life to take down the shooter. They're right. not trained to do it. Right. It's just an instinct and you do it. But if you're trained and you don't react, that's just it's inexcusable. I'm sorry. I got you, dude. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. 727-579-1025. So I'm reading an article now that kind of focused on the some of the parents of the kids that were killed and their thoughts on uh, on this guy. Uh, one Twitter or on Twitter, a Parkland parent, Fred Gutenberg, said, "I have no comment except to say rotten hell, Scott Peterson. You could have saved some of the 17. You could have saved my daughter. You did not, and then you lied about it, and you deserve the misery coming your way." Drew Grubb alive. Who are you? From the 727. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's your name? Hey, how are you? Good. 
Larry. Larry, what do you think? Okay or not okay to charge the SRO at the school shooting? Absolutely. That's okay. Tell me he why. Took he took an oath. Took an oath to serve and protect. Mm. Said he ran away like a little, well, like a little girl. Oh, oh. I mean, even, even a little girl might have done more courageous things than this guy. But hey, thank you. Can I? I I'll change my mind. I'm gonna yeah, say. I'm, I'm gonna not, say it's okay that they charge him. I'm not gonna lie. I'm being turned around on it too. I think when Drew, I mean, I'm all over the place. When John read that tweet from the parent who said "rotten hell," that's that's all I needed to hear to go. Clearly, they're blaming this guy. Yep. So, I don't need facts or anything. I just need raw emotion, and I'm gonna go off that. So I'm saying it's okay they charge him. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. Drew Grab alive. Who are you? Hey, what's going on? This is John. Hey, John. Okay or not okay to be charging these SRO in this case? Um. I I'm leaning towards it's okay, but I also you know, we hear okay. more and more uh, we hear more and more stories about cops, you know, not adequately doing their jobs. Right. Um, and you know, there's there's a story, you know, more often than there should be, whether it's a, a shooting that went wrong, there's someone an unarmed person getting shot, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know if it's I, I know that they are lowering standards to bring cops on board. Uh, and things like that that could mm. play into some of this. I don't know this guy's credentials particularly. Yeah, I'm not so concerned with credentials. I don't know what I would do in a case like that, but I'm not a trained officer. Even a trained officer doesn't know what he's going to do when someone's shooting up really? the school. Really? Even the, I mean, I don't know, yeah, dude. I mean, I think you have to know, but here's, I think, what I'm trying to figure it out in my own brain. I think the problem I have with it is that you don't know if he did everything right that it would have actually saved those lives that you're now putting on him. He could have very well walked in that school and been shot in the face and killed immediately as well. Sure. So to say that it's like we're saying we know for a fact you could have saved these seven lives right. if you went in there, and we just don't well, know. That's why I'm assuming if they're if they're filing charges, then they they probably have some proof or some evidence that he could have saved lives that day. Yes, they can look at what he did when he retreated from the situation rather than advance towards it, when he told the other officers to stay 500 feet away instead of advancing on the building. These actions could have present, prevented fatalities, and for that, it still doesn't feel right, but I understand why they have filed seven counts of child neglect against 56-year-old and, Scott Peterson. Any, do we have any idea what he's doing right now or if he's working or if he's just hiding? Did he? I mean, do you move? Well, he's, in, he's probably in jail possibly right this second. He had a bail that was set at $102,000, and then he'll be put on, like, house arrest. Oof. Drew Grubb alive. Hello. Who are you? John. John, what do you think? Okay or not okay? Well, as tempting as it is to charge the guy with, uh, with a crime for not rushing in and doing something. I don't know how successful they're going to be in his prosecution. I can't cite the case law off the top of my head, but the federal government has decided in a couple of different landmark cases that the police are under no obligation to protect you. So I think the guy's a scumbag. Uh, I think he's a coward. I think he should have done something. He didn't, but I don't know if they'll successfully prosecute him. It's not okay. Appreciate the call. I had to dig through all that to figure out he said not okay. 727-579-1025. Drew Grabo Live, are you okay or not okay with the ex-student resource officer being charged with child neglect for inaction during the Parkland massacre? Uh, I'm okay with it's that, okay. actually. Why? Uh, because the guy's got to be an example of this is what happens to you when you turn the other way and you, you don't even make an effort to do your job to protect those kids. 
And us parents depend on those people right. to protect those kids. We sure as hell so do, and, and none of us know what we would do in that situation, but we expect the people who are tasked and trained with it to do their job. And if you don't do your job and kids die, then you're not only going to be fired, you're probably going to have criminal charges filed against you. Drew Grubb, alive, hello. Yeah, it's not okay. Tell me why. It's not okay. Um, I mean, there's no debate that this guy failed miserably at his job. Right. He was yellow belly as they could be. Yep. But, you know, to, to elaborate on something that Seth said, there is a whole line of, you know, issues that, that, that came that made this result happen. And it comes down to whether it be the signs that weren't uh, picked up, the the things of that nature, but he did lose his job. He was not the right guy, obviously, but for him to be solely responsible for the death of these children, there's many, many other factors involved that most likely could have prevented this tragedy from happening, in my opinion. Right on. But they're they're pinning it on him. He's not solely responsible because the guy who actually killed these people is in prison. So Right. But could this guy have done a little bit more? Maybe. He, he brought up a good point. Uh, blame the person who, who hired him, who put him in that position. Right. You got to assess and go, hey, this guy, uh, I thought he'd be ready, but he definitely was not. He for sure wasn't. Drew Grab Alive, who are you? My name's Tammy. Hey, Tammy, what do you think? Okay or not okay to file charges against the SRO? I don't think it's okay. It's are we going to okay. charge the FBI for all the, the deaths at 911? Well, okay, let me work with that. What if you could prove that one individual failed to forward on a memo that could have led to the capture of these planned terrorists before they did what they did? That person... But I think they should be charged with something, but I don't think this guy should get all the blame. He's not getting... No, 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 my, my dear, my, my dear, my dear. He's not getting all the blame. The blame lies I, on the I shooter. Understand. I don't think you but understand this, that, but this, this, this no, guy's I being... Tra- I don't think you understand I that. Understand I understand I don't think you understand. Okay. What, what he's being charged with is child neglect, which means that his actions led, his neglectful actions led to the death of 17 people. They're not charging him with murder. That would be putting all I, the blame on him. I understand that. I don't think you understand I understand that. that. I don't I'm think not saying that they're... I don't mean they're putting all the blame on him. The blame is on the boy that did it. Right. However, it's looking. It's like they're looking for. I, I do think he should be charged with something, and well, he with was what? a coward for not going in there and doing it. If if not child I, neglect, then what do you charge him with? I don't know. I mean, are they charging him with anything else other than just child neglect? Yes, uh, they have hit him with seven counts of child neglect. They have charged him with three counts of culpable negligence. And one count of perjury because I guess he lied in an investigation. Okay. He definitely should be charged with perjury because he lied. And, yes, if he – what's the other one? Culpable what? Culpable negligence. Okay. He was negligent in his job. He didn't do what he was supposed to do, what he was trained to do. Mm. And he shouldn't have stopped the officers for going in there. Right on. But if you're just going to hold him accountable for neglect, I'm sure that there was other teachers and stuff that probably – But they're not trained no police officers. Like, he, he's I, the trained – I don't that. think you understand that. He's the trained okay. – <laughs> <laughs> He's a trained police officer. No, I, I love you. Great call. Thank you very much. I hope you have a great no night. Problem. Take it easy. Isn't it great when you can go back and forth and somebody can laugh about it, right? Instead yeah. of getting all butt hurt. It's rare. <laughs> so rare. Why couldn't everybody be like that? All right, hang tight. We got a lot of people who want to weigh in. Would you believe there's controversy in the Alex Trebek recovery story? 
With with what? With that you guys are rooting for oh, his yeah, demise, yeah. or there's no, another? No, no, not that we're rooting for his demise. Oh, that it's not true. Well, no, that there's. <laughs> oh, geez. Alex Trebek has been censored in talking about what he thinks is responsible for his recovery. Two major news outlets omitted his words. ABC ran with his words. This is a crazy story. I don't understand it. Is but, he is he okay? I mean, allegedly, he's fine. Well, oh. he's doing okay because he's rich, right? Probably. But we'll tell you next how Alex Trebek is being censored when it comes to who he credits. Oh, it's because he's Canadian, isn't it? Oh, just give it away, Seth. Uh, there's some great events going on this week, courtesy of Fran Hosh Law Group. I believe today is June 4th, and that would be Bay Area Riders Tuesday Bike Night tonight at Peggy O'Neill's Irish Pub in Tampa. Tomorrow night at Quaker Steak and Lube, the legendary Fran Hosh Born to Ride Bike Night at the Lube, always a spectacular time, and Bad Boy Elroy returns to the Lube tomorrow. Live music, great food, it all gets started at 6 p.m., show up in Pinellas Park, ready to have a great time. The 17th anniversary party for Stormy Hill Harley-Davidson is going on on June 8th. That's but four days away. I believe that's a Saturday. Also Saturday, Burt's Women's Freedom Rally 2019 fundraiser at Burt's Barracuda Harley-Davidson. And then there's a rock and roll barbecue at Gator Harley-Davidson that same day. LHD Bike Night that night at Mason's Live in Lakeland, all sponsored by the Fran Hosh Law Group. If you need all of Fran's information, just go check out the Bone Biker Bar. It is sponsored by Fran Hosh. And we appreciate you, Fran. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.